Welcome to another episode of the podcast. This is Indigo's favourite part where we do a formal introduction. I am Jacob and I'm here with... Indigo, that's me. Um, today we're reviewing a big one, talking about a big one. Um, we're doing Jaws, which is the second film by Steven Spielberg. What was um, the first? It was called, I think it's called The Duel. Okay, so yeah, really this him. is the Maybe. one that hit him off. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, you So I've seen Jaws before, um, not for a long time, I watched it when I was really little, um, but you haven't seen Jaws before. No, I've made it 26, almost 27 years on this earth without seeing Jaws, surprisingly. Um, so what are your thoughts about Jaws prior to seeing it? Oh, that's kind of a hard one, because I guess I hadn't put much thought into it it wasn't like intentional that i hadn't seen it i mean i obviously knew what it was about you know some a shark yeah it's a simple uh, premise uh and i knew i'm someone who likes swimming in the sea and who likes getting <laughs> in the water uh and i know that it apparently turned a generation of people off of doing that um and beyond that i didn't really know much i guess i assumed i wouldn't be that into it um, I'm not. I'm. I'm a bit judgmental over old movies. Something. Sometimes I love some old movies, but um, yeah. super. Like I didn't have. Oh, I think I'm gonna love it because it's a classic. Yeah. Because that doesn't often mean that I will love it. But you know, I didn't think. Oh, this isn't my kind of thing at all. Yeah, because you were quite. So we went to see it in the cinema because it's the fiftieth anniversary. So they re-released it in three D. Yeah. Um, so that's why we've gone to see it, especially because when I found out you hadn't seen it before, that's you know good. We don't get many opportunities to see old films that you haven't seen before. We've normally seen kind of everything. So yeah. Um, but you were you were worried about it because you said it was an old film and you weren't sure if you're going to like it. I guess it's worse with special effects films when they're yeah. older because they tend to not age as well. And I would, I would say, I mean, there wasn't a lot of special effects in it, no. so that's that's lucky. Yeah. But I guess there's one or two bits that. Yeah, no. uh, I feel like you wouldn't put in a modern movie. Well, yeah. So I don't. We saw it a few days ago, and I don't know what you think about it yet because I we've not spoken about it. You refuse to yeah. let me uh, talk about it in, until, until now. My camera. Yeah, everything we say must be recorded. It's so, very important. What did you think? So. Um, overall, I would say I liked it. I was yeah. surpri- I was surprised actually at how much I liked it. I can yeah. see how it became a classic. It was gorier than I expected. Yeah, especially because I think it's like a PG now or something as well. Is it? Or maybe maybe a twelve? Surely yeah. not. Yeah, because it is. It is actually really blunt. It's not e- gory. Gorier than I expected might not even be the right word, but it's just it's quite blunt with it. Like it's so. For instance, the fact that basically the opening scene mm. is you know it gets straight into ripping a girl up i mean yeah. you don't see the ripping up but you know i kind of expected it to lead more up to it but actually yeah. you know that was kind of quite a focal point of the film was like this shark is just gonna fuck people up yeah well i know also i guess the fact that um children get killed as well or like yeah young, that's true young kind of oddly, yeah young teenagers it's dark which... it's almost like tonal whiplash but in a good way you know not in a way that it doesn't feel yeah like um like it doesn't feel incongruous or anything it's just yeah i mean i guess it is weird because it's one of the few horror films that's set in uh, on a summer's day as opposed yeah. to kind of dark at night and it feels like it doesn't feel like a horror to me i no, think exactly. calling it a horror feels well, like a stretch yeah. but then you know there are 
but it feels like um, I mean it feels like a Steven Spielberg film like it feels like E.T. and stuff like that like it has that kind of yeah. light family adventure thing and then you also have kind of quite dark or quite, quite dark. emotionally yeah, <laughs> scarring exactly, moments yeah. yeah so yeah I mean I, was, I think that is the thing I was I think I was surprised this time around how yeah like like you said how bloody it was and that kind of thing because I, like, I actually when I, I watched it when I was younger and I didn't really appreciate it mainly because like so much you said because it was older um, and some of the stuff didn't hold up but I, think, I also think I, I enjoyed it this much so much more than I did when I was younger I really really enjoyed it yeah. But I wonder if one of the reasons is because the protagonist obviously Chief, Chief Brody is like that he's an adult and I think as a kid I guess there wasn't as much to latch onto because it's you know all the, the protagonists are grown adult people and it's you know some of yeah it, I a think lot some... of the horror in it is the responsibility yeah yeah <laughs> which no, i exactly, think is quite yeah. funny you know it's it's not just it's weird that's the not the the most horrific part isn't oh watching someone get torn apart which i mean is it there of there obviously is that but yeah. actually the parts that gave me the most like gut-wrenching moments mm. it was the part when they make the family walk into the sea when yeah, you know there's yeah. the shower when the, ra- when the, mayor, the shark around when the mayor tells everyone to try and get yeah. into the water and the, when the yeah. mayor goes up to that like old dude and talk and is like why aren't you in the water swimming and i'm like oh my gosh mayor like you know okay evil mayor yeah. who only cares about money is evil mm. i get it and then the guy's like look has that resolute look on his face and he's like okay and he stands up and at first you think that's gonna be it um he stands up to walk into the water and his wife kind of looks at him yeah and then the next second the wife stands up takes the hand of their two small children yeah and they all walk into the sea and i'm just like no don't do it there's a shark in there yeah, I mean, and the other stress, like you were saying with the responsibility, is that obviously Chief Brody, he, his whole thing is that he's only just moved to this town, he started a new job as this police officer, and at the start, the mayor has a thing where the he wants to, the chief of police wants to close the town down during their biggest tourist period, and the mayor's like, well, you've only been here, you haven't been here for very long, you want to make a good impression, and just like, that was a very stressful <laughs> part of the film. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. And also that, you know, he really, he's like, you know, he wants to make, I think he says... Like, in a town like this, one man can really make a difference. Yeah. And then immediately goes into not really managing to. Yeah. And I think that was that was quite interesting. And a really, like, emotionally poignant part. Maybe actually not as emotionally poignant as I'd have liked it to be. Mm. But, um, which is maybe one of the criticisms I have of the film as a whole. Um, but the part where the... What's the, I think I was gonna say widowed mother, but that's not the word. But some the mother who's lost her kid. Yeah. Um. So who's on the beach when you see the kid get eaten by the shark, um. And then later when they found the shark and she comes and she sees it and they're all everyone else is celebrating like we've got the shark, excellent. And then the mum all dressed in black, obviously in mourning comes. She slaps Chief Brody and is like, you knew that this could happen and you didn't do anything. Yeah. You let my kid die, like, regardless of whether it's a celebration. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, that is really meant, is impressing on the audience and on him, 
Like, he kind of doesn't seem to pay much attention to that until that point. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess you have the bit afterwards where the mayor, I think it's the mayor, comes up to him and says, oh, don't listen to her. She's she's wrong. And then he goes, no, she's not. Like, he kind of, yeah. like, he knows that he could have made, like, he's kind of obviously yeah. frustrated because he wants to make these calls and he's being... And he wanted to. Like, he did want to shut the beach. He went he went straight to it. But, um, yeah, so I think that is definitely one of the parts that I can see that wouldn't have resonated with you the same as a kid yeah you know, like yeah. obviously the horror of seeing people die is always like tragic but the whole like i could have stopped this and i didn't i think is actually you know actually much more horrible <laughs> yeah exactly and i think yeah that's the thing i mean i know obviously that kids do appreciate the film i think even when it first came out i mean it was very popular amongst many different ages but i think the the when you're when i'm older the parts that are more interesting to me are those character moments like the bit where you know just before they go to take out the shark and there's the three of them in the boat just drinking and comparing their scars and that kind of thing yeah i loved that scene um, actually which is a great scene they're not yeah obviously the fishermen we're very useless with the the names of the characters but i feel like most people familiar with the film will understand who we're talking about but the fisherman character he tells the story about when he was delivering the bomb to hiroshima um and he kind of describes the shark circling and then the, what, what he describes about how sharks attack is exactly what happens to him later when he dies the whole like three-step process of seeing the eyes that look like doll's eyes and that kind of thing and yeah then, like... i thought that scene was really really good i actually really liked the three of their relationship yeah i thought it was really good and that whole scene with the comparing scars is very kind of like relatable silly um and then you have the really if I'm remembering the order of things right, then you have the really dark story of his. Yeah. Which he... What a performance. Incredible character. Incredible actor. I thought he was fantastic. Um, yeah. And that was probably the most emotionally poignant part of the whole film for me. Yeah. Um, which is obviously makes sense. It's meant to be emotionally poignant. I do feel like there are parts throughout the movie that maybe aren't as emotionally poignant as they should be um or i don't know maybe it's i don't know i don't know um but i thought that was really good and then after that they go into the song right yeah which yeah, i also all, thought was great the song, yeah um yeah which the fisherman quint is his name um so he sings that a couple of times throughout the film doesn't he and yeah they all do it together at the end um yeah i think yeah they're they're kind of i guess they're all good because all their character types are so opposing to each other like hooper the the scientist he's kind of that kind of slightly younger whippersnapper whereas like Brody's kind of the more stern yeah. well put together and then quinn is kind of this sort of drunk i think place. for me sorry i interrupted <laughs> the characters are what makes the film not feel dated yeah it, i mean obviously it's also you know they don't have to have much special effects and stuff like that there's lots that helps it but a lot of the characters feel really modern yeah his, i know what you mean yeah his wife a uh, chief thingy's wife i think she's ace yeah. loved her wouldn't have get how lot how old is not wouldn't have guessed it was from a movie 50 odd years ago yeah, yeah. she's excellent um and yeah call it the college like the college boy the got the oceanographer who comes oh, hooper, in his, yeah. hooper um him and her especially i felt could be dropped into any modern movie and yeah. feel like completely at place 
Yeah, no, exactly. I love the uh, the scene where they're all at the dinner table, like Hooper, Brody, and his wife, and um, uh, Brody's talking about why he's afraid of water, and he's like, oh, you know, I just hate, hate being on the water, and his wife's like, I think there's a name for that, and he goes, yeah, it's called drowning. drowning. I think it's interesting when we talk about what we like about the film, we barely even start talking about the shark, which is obviously, you know, the main element, it's all been the characters and things like that. Yeah, that. because the shark is what I didn't like about <laughs> the film. That ridiculous animatronic shark. I didn't mind the thing. I mean, the thing that helped, and I think the thing that makes it seem somewhat still modern is, like, so when they're making the film, Steven Spielberg insisted that one of his conditions was that they don't show the shark for at least the first half of the film. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, leading up to you first seeing it, it's just point of view shots under the water and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And they used, obviously, the very famous song by John Williams, the score. Yeah. Exactly. It's an exciting I, moment to hear that in the cinema. Yeah, no, I, I felt like when in the cinema, I felt when the film started, that song came on, you could kind of hear like a palpable, like people kind of yeah. starting to get excited and that kind of thing, which is quite nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I actually like, I didn't think, even when the shark shows up, I actually thought it looked pretty good up until the bit right at the end where it starts to like chomp the, the boat down and you see yeah. a lot more of it. Yeah, it's maybe saying the, the, the animatronic shark is an issue is unfair because like i'd you know i'd much rather that than like a crappy cgi shark which is what would end up with if it was being made today and it would look so much worse if they tried to do something like that and then 50 years later you had to watch it so actually the animatronic shark is fine and you're right it doesn't look too awful Mm. but it's totally the right decision that they hid it for most of it yeah um I mean, I often, I often feel that way. Mm. In once you see the monster, it's significantly less scary. Yeah, you know, exactly. In most things, for me, um, oh, yeah, but just like the kind of way it moved, but also like the way it behaved. Yeah. I was just like this, you know. What well, the fact that it almost had like a kind of. It was like demonic. Yeah, it was like, like it was out for revenge. Yeah, you know, kind of, like yeah. broke into the boat. Yeah, like re- like multiple times. Yeah, I, like... I know it's a silly thing to get um, caught up on, but mm. I just feel like it was uh, it would have been avoidable. Yeah, because they were out in the water. There are ways of making him like sharks do circle, and yeah. like I'm sure they can like toy with you a bit and stuff. But they just took it to such an extreme. And yeah. yeah, those last few scenes, which are meant to be really like, ah, the, the, it's here, the shark is about to get you. I yeah. was kind of taken out of those moments by just being like, yeah, I've, you know, it's like a crappy ride. Yeah, well, you, you, it's, in, in, it's funny because in the latest so in Jaws, The Revenge, which is the fourth Jaws film. <laughs> Um, the the whole storyline is that the shark has it in for Brody's family, so the the family go basically to another. I think they go to another country, and the shark follows them there because it wants to get the whole family, which is obviously so irritating. Um, it's suddenly yeah. like a rubbish superhero. Movie yeah, no, where exactly. Supervillain is a yeah. big ass shark. shark. But I like the thing. He's like... already been killed. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I don't, I'm, I, I've not seen the later one, so I don't know how they explain that. But um, yeah, because he gets killed very definitively in this one. Where it's it gets blown, blown the fuck up. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the the other thing I like is 
how they use the barrels to kind of instead of showing the shark they shoot it obviously with the harpoons with the barrels and things like that so they use the barrels instead of the actual shark as well which is a good way that they get around not showing it i think because yeah, like, totally. it's quite the shark is quite famous for when they're filming it just breaking constantly and that's really? one, of, one of the reasons you don't see it that often is because it would always break down and it would put them behind schedule and stuff like that so um yeah the shark never worked on set and it was a point of contention i think for everyone involved so and in some ways i think it helped because that led to them not using it as much which i think works in the film's favor ultimately yeah um but yeah i mean like there are times where like seeing the shark really worked for me like the, one of the first times you kind of see it is when they're all at the beach and there's the the kids do the pretend shark attack oh i thought that bit was really good that was great yeah <laughs> it was and, really funny and so you... simple like somewhat to be expected yeah yeah I but mean, like a, a moment of levity and it absolutely would happen as well oh yeah definitely. um but yeah when you when then you find out that the shark actually is turning up and it's going towards Brody's kids and then there's a split second where it attacks the man on the boat and you see it just underwater and that was the kind of the first time you see it and i thought that was quite chilling to me and i thought it worked quite well yeah i don't know why it was that a lot of a lot of the seeing the shark moments really didn't work for me because I do find sharks really chilling. I think it was almost one... I think it's maybe just because of what I find scary about sharks yeah. compared to what they did where, you know, it was always quite... the When you were seeing the shark, it was always quite, like, chompy and fast and, yeah. like, ah! Whilst actually, I think, to me, the most chilling parts, which you do get from it, but you're in the scenes you're seeing it from the shark's perspective is the kind of unawareness it's their it's their calm quiet like unstoppableness it's the fact that there's these ancient creatures that do look evil just because they're big black eyes Mm. and that they're they're silent and stealthy and big and so i think actually they're like i'm a monster munch munch kind of goes against the kind of sinister creepiness of a shark for me i think that was the thing i was most surprised about is how well it holds up yeah today i think it's um, definitely what surprised me the most it didn't i most of the time completely forgot mm. that i was watching something from yeah and it's just f- it's so well i think like, it's so well edited like it's so well paced it just moves really quickly like it was always very very entertaining there, there was always kind of you know really fun things yeah i would agree happening. um well, the other bit I wanted to ask you about the very iconic jump scare. Oh my god, I jumped so much. Yeah. But I didn't know there was I mean you told me there was a bit that I was going to jump at. Yeah. Um and I guess so I guess I did know there was a very iconic jump scare, but um mm. yeah, I jumped out my skin. The That's people great. behind me laughed at me. Yeah. It's it one really... it's one of, I think it's one of the best jump scares ever. It's so good because I think it's just so. I did like that it's so unexpected. There's no kind of inkling that anything scary is about to happen. Like you don't have the theme tune playing. Yeah. And like you know, and the fact that it's not the shark that makes it's you not jump. the shark exactly. Um, I think all those things are really good about it, and that you do kind of, and it's almost because it's also like a jump scare, f- almost for comedy rather than obviously yeah. it's scary, but like you laugh it off afterwards because. He, him getting in the water is so stupid and you're well at least i was like don't do that and then it was kind of all fine and then it was a big jump and then it was oh okay no we're all okay now yeah and like the whole room was kind of laughing and the people behind me were 
definitely laughing at me. <laughs> I feel like I was probably one of the few people that hadn't seen it there. Yeah. So I had the biggest jump. Yeah, no, I was surprised it really got me again. Um, and I think it is about like it has that really kind of high pitched piercing screeching sound when yeah. it happens again, which I think really uh, like adds to always the jump, adds to it. That's half of what um, the jump is. Like I don't, I didn't actually, I managed to jump so much and so like quickly i actually didn't really know what i jumped at. yeah no you to, asked me what it was yeah. i had to clarify and that's already thing, it, I, sh- I just shot my eyes it would have been moments. it would have been quite funny to for you to see what it is because what it is i mean it's a body but it's um yeah it's it's like a kind of obviously special effects like wax rubber body and it does not <laughs> look great um oh really yeah so you know it's, it's, i mean in some ways it's a testament to the scare that it still works despite the fact that the body does, hasn't aged very well um, it's very clearly not a real body. Because but... it's just the unexpected. It could have been yeah. bloody anything, really, that floats yeah. out in, and then it not being something yeah, negative exactly. at all. And I would yeah. have had the exact same reaction <laughs> because yeah. I didn't know what it was. But um, no, that is something that highlights my... Uh, that brings up a question, actually, that I had afterwards. Really minute, unnecessary detail, but the kind of thing that my brain gets stuck on. Mm. So we've had the girl at the beach the first death and then the little boy um at the beach yeah. the second death and then that jump scare happens and there's a body so that's a third death or at least i yeah. assume we're supposed to take away from that that's what they take away from it and then the next kind of scene is them talking to the mayor about how look this is really bad now we've got um it's in front of the the sign yeah. It's when they're trying to say, look, we can't, yeah. we'll basically be making a smorgasbord if we invite everyone to come and get in our seas yeah, yeah. over the 4th of July weekend. Again, such an unnecessary detail. But in that conversation, they're like, you know, we've, we, we've got a massive shark. We've had two deaths already. Why don't, I'm like, why not three deaths? Yeah, I know. I found that odd. I mean, I found it odd for a, a number of reasons. Because one, the body was still very much intact, which doesn't make sense because up to this point we've kind of been led to believe that the shark you know when they i mean the girl you see her obviously being eaten by crabs and then later on in the morgue there's barely anything left of her but then when we see the body in the sea it's like a relatively fully formed body that kind of yeah is seemingly a full corpse so that's odd that the shark didn't but do you see the full body or do you just see like you see like the head and neck kind of like shoulders but everything else could be missing could be missing yeah apart from a full body um so it's like yeah are they are they insinuating that they just died on the on the sea of natural causes and it's been left there or maybe it's maybe it could just be a mistake but the boat was all like smashed up and stuff i feel like the implication is definitely meant to be that the shark has killed someone that they weren't even aware yeah. of. I don't know if it was one of the fishermen that meant because you know what that when they first lay out the reward for catching yeah, the shark, a bunch is, of fishermen go out. I think it's them, probably yeah. meant to be yeah. one of them. But like, what did they just leave it out there? Did they not bring the body back? Like, is this that leads me to another thing? This i this small island town is so chill about a shark. Mm. Like, and I know it's necessary for the story. But I'm like, there is a beach full of people when a kid gets eaten. Yeah. And they're on the beach again. This isn't a whole, ta- like, a t- whole town of mourning. Like, what is going on? Only the mum seems to care. And I, I just found that, like, very odd. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's definitely got kind of almost like capitalist 
satire undertones. Oh yeah, it? massively. It, that whole thing about Which the I know, love, of course. yeah, like the mayor obviously represents trying to kind of sweep these things under the wrong rug so that they can still make revenue and that kind of thing, um, and like you know the price of being profitable and that kind of thing. But yeah, I think it is. Yeah, it's interesting that I mean I guess they're all tourists and stuff like that, and they make an effort to try and cover up the shark because obviously I guess they um, they think they catch the shark, so that I think th- that's true. Th- there's a part where they have like a news report where they say, "Oh, there was a killer shark here," and they've now caught it and that kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess a lot. Of and them then they have all the like um, fairground rides and stuff. Yeah. Where they're like playing up to it. Aren't yeah, they? exactly. They've got like a. Sh- kill kill the killer shark like yeah. shooting game and yeah stuff. so a more uh, like another again it's like another way to capitalize on yeah you know is that sort of like tourist element of making money out of things that are not very good yeah which was really interesting point and i liked that i found it interesting at least um that after all of that that and that the mayor eventually does go like my kids were also on that beach yeah and i was like Jeez, how low do you sing? Yeah, he starts to panic at the end, doesn't he? Where he yeah. starts to have a crisis of conscience where he realises what he's done a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if it's that. Or don't, like, it's just, like... I don't know if I'd even call it a crisis well, of he, conscience. He tries Maybe to, it um, is. He tries to seek reassurance, doesn't he? Because when he goes to Brody, he goes, oh, I, I was just doing the right thing. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I, I, I was just doing what I thought was right and that kind of thing. Which is quite an interesting yeah, way for his character to turn at the end, I thought. Yeah, no, I thought he was used well. Like, in some ways, the I feel like the whole movie, actually, like, they were... It was really well-balanced with its, like, humour and uh, it's obviously more, like, serious moments and, like, horror moments. Um, it has fairly, like, satirical bits. Yeah, definitely. Um, and in some ways, it is, it is. it was really campy. Yeah. But without that feeling, like its main thing you know because actually you know it's got some really like larger than life yeah stereotype characters yeah, like, really well, campy like yeah, evil this, mayor is evil funny... and will put his whole city back in the water when there wearing, is a like, shark wacky suits and stuff yeah. like that with the patterns on and things yeah I mean, that's the thing that it's like i almost wonder if it's cheesy because of its time or if it was kind of intent that like, was just you know a product of its time or if it was intentionally like a cheesy yeah i was wondering the same kind of things thing. like how and also because it is such a classic like how many tropes came from this and how yeah. much it's it's like buying into stuff that was already kind of standard yeah of the time stuff exactly. like evil mayor is evil yeah i'm like you know an evil mayor is such a not a cliche because i don't dislike it but um that makes it sound negative. Yeah, like the greedy authority yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And it was a, the it was the first ever blockbuster. Jaws is where the term blockbuster was coined. Well, I don't really know what that. Well, means. just blockbuster that to me is just literally busting the block. So people were queuing up outside cinemas, like round the block, to try and see it. Um, and it was the the kind of first ever time that that had really happened. Oh wow! Um, I can yeah. see why. Yeah, because it does balance a lot of those things really well like if you like some like darker elements like you need everything to have a bit of grit yeah it definitely had that you know here's some blood and gore and some children mm. dying if you liked um funnier things like it also it also had that you know it has silly songs and like like very much things that are just there for the jokes yeah um but balanced off the other stuff well and it also you know it was it was very character based which is something that I really like there were people to get invested in 
Did that surprise you about it, going into it? Yeah, I think more. Well, yes and no, because actually you told me when we went to... when Before we were going to see it, I remember me being a bit like, oh, you know, it's a story about a killer shark. I'm not that bothered. Um, and you were like, no, it's a story about fatherhood and friendship. And I was like, okay, yeah, fine. And I see what you're saying from that. Yeah. But I don't think that's quite true, especially the fatherhood bit. I was like, they needed more of that. There was <laughs> there were some bits that I was yeah. like, there needs you need to give more emotional weight to these things. Yeah. Like his kids were on that beach in the water after he like when the another kid was killed after he knew that there was a killer shark around yeah and then like and some other funny bits which just the emotional resonance was like strange for me so when the when his son is in the boat that's moored up to their um to their jetty so not out at water and the mum is fine about it and again i'm like i'm sorry what is going on with these people just like you just saw a kid get eaten the blood is what of that small boy is in this small town probably a friend is washing up on the beach like it's that is dark and the mum's like oh don't be silly he's not gonna like go out on the boat i'm like you wouldn't everyone would be terrified of the water in that yeah but then there's a switch moment which i think was played for comic effect but i just found it strange so he's really like you know he doesn't like the water anyway he's Mm. like get out of the boat get out of the boat and then the mum looks and is like the mum's all like fine and then looks at At the book book and sees like a painting or something of a a shark nosing its way into a boat and then like completely switches and is like get out but I found that bit strange. Like it's again, it's a really small moment to. It was a great. I think on. it was like a great comedy moment. But I think, yeah. like, I think the film. I guess like, it's not necessarily a criticism any of the film so much. I think it, I think it's just at odds with the fact that it is, on the one hand, about a shark that kills children, but on the other hand, it's also meant to be kind of a fun summer, like kind of romp yeah. film. So I guess they can't. It's one of those things where they. Like they obviously do go into certain themes that are quite heavy, but mainly to do with the three main lead characters, like kind of their backgrounds and that kind of thing. It doesn't really spend much time wrestling with the kind of how traumatic it is that children have been like murdered yeah, in, front, no, they in front of hundreds of people, kind of thing. By which I think is fair. You're shot. right. They kind of had to. Yeah, to it's, make I guess. The movie yeah, I guess you have to choose what film you want, you want to make. I guess there is a different film. That. To keep the feeling of the movie. But I just felt that moment in particular, it didn't have like any kind of payoff for me. It didn't Mm. have a comedy payoff or an emotional payoff because it kind of, I just didn't feel like I knew exactly what point it was trying to hit. And I just found it strange. And then it cut off too quickly. It almost felt like it should have like a, an an end of like, like a silly sitcom, like a silly old timey sitcom. Like a laugh track kind of thing, aren't you? Yeah, or like more like a title sequence, like yeah. from like some old like I can't think of the name of any of them, but I can see all the logos in my head and none of them like almost like it goes into the Faulty Towers yeah. theme tune, like no no and then it's like, Oh silly mum yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I was like, That's strange. Um, yeah, I can't I mean, remember how I got onto this point. Well, you're talking about the like emotional kind of the lack of kind of emotional weight that is placed on 
the yeah. fact that these children are in mortal danger and they let them go and play still. Yeah. Oh, I was saying about the fatherhood, the fatherhood yeah, yeah. bit particularly. Yeah. Like I don't feel, don't feel it really does get into the fatherhood bit or any, like, I think it's character based, but I wouldn't say it's very relation relationship based other than yeah. with the, those, other than with the three main guys. Like you see glimpses of it. Like I feel I really like him and his, um, him and his wife's relationship, for mm. instance. And then obviously you have like the mayor and his and stuff, and I I do think you get glimpses of it, but it isn't like based on, it isn't doesn't it doesn't surround that. So when you were like, oh, it's about friendship and fatherhood, no, it's yeah. a fishing story, yeah. but that's somehow okay. Yeah, I know exactly. I mean, you do, I, I I mean the kid stuff definitely does take a back seat, but you do get a couple of nice moments with the kids, like when he's when Brody's distressed at his kitchen table and his son's sitting there pulling faces at him and he asks him for a kiss and that kind of. That thing, was which... a really cute moment, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll 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 give you that. You do get moments. No, and that's why I say I do think it is well balanced because you do have moments of, of a lot of a lot of these things. Yeah, which you know, it's true to real life. Um. Yeah, and then it goes into just like the fishing, the more just fishing bit. But yeah, I, I liked that's thing, I liked that too. The thing I was surprised more than I thought is, I would. Um, one thing I don't remember is like is how long the third act actually was when they go out in the boat to attack the shark. You know, in my head that was like a kind of 10, 15 minute scene, but it's, it almost feels like half the film. I would like, say yeah. so. Um, so yeah, I was surprised at how long that went on, which like, was fine because I think it was a great sequence. But um, yeah, I found that quite interesting. Um, I don't know why they bothered making him scared of water. It didn't have any impact. Yeah, it didn't really it stop him let, from going out it at just, point, did it? Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you spent your whole life... Like, they make a point of this, like, trauma that he's got, that, oh, he's terrified of water, and that it's so ridiculous that he lives on an island, considering it. But like, I'm like, it's a really strange point to labour when it actually has no impact, because it doesn't stop him... Yeah, at all. I mean, I guess he just the, gets on the water when he needs to. I guess some Multiple of the point points. is that I don't, I, they, they, I don't know necessarily how well they play up the kind of inner turmoil that he has about it. But I guess that's why they take the other two characters um, out of play. When like at the end of the film, so obviously Quint dies, um, and Hooper gets lost at the bottom. He's in a scuba suit at the bottom of the sea. So then it's up to Brody by himself on the water on the boat that's now sunk into the sea to kill the shark you know overcoming his fear of the water and that kind of thing by himself and i think that's why they take the other two characters out of the equation yeah. so that it's like oh he's managed to by himself overcome this fear of water and kill the shark kind of thing but other than i feel like he overcame his fear of water like repeatedly throughout yeah. the film yeah he never seems to not overcome his fear of water i wish mm. i was like that with <laughs> all my fears it's like yeah. you know there's littler parts which maybe he, I can't remember, like maybe he does show that he's scared when he gets on that like raft thing that drives the car across the yeah. lake. Well, they they talk about, isn't it, that they, they say how he doesn't get out of the car normally when he goes on it. Goes on the ferry, yeah, he won't get the out of the yeah. car. Um, I think there's a point where she's like, you know, like he, the wife kind of says like he'd never get on a boat. He doesn't even get out of the car when he's on the ferry. I'm like repeatedly throughout this thing, I'm seeing him stood <laughs> on a raft. Mate, okay, the water's shallow, fine. That part's just to get cars over. But then he just gets on a boat. Practically the scene after them talking about yeah. how awful it would be. Oh no, and repeatedly, and because earlier to go on the um when they, he just goes out with Hooper, the oh, the the college boy to 
when the, the what leads scare. to the jump scare yeah, yeah. exactly like yeah. he kind of goes i can't get on a boat and this man who he's met twice goes yeah you can and he does yeah and then and I'm like, oh, that, that, well well achieved yeah. and then and then he's like okay and now i'm gonna go on a long-term fishing voyage as well also don't know why it had to be long term everybody else seems to doddle out for a, a couple of hours and pop back in the yeah. shark is clearly close to the shore as he keeps on coming into what would be very shallow water for yeah. this very large shark yeah. there's a lot of the more when you look closely at it there's a <laughs> lot that kind of annoys me but that's because i get really peda- pedantic you about do these yeah things. you do get very pedantic i mean i think like the fact that you were so tied up over like the fact that they said the shark could only kill two people when in fact you thought it killed three and that was your bit like one of your big hang-ups is a testament to how pedantic you can be with some of these things but i just i guess you know i think you're making a whole movie you've paid a lot of attention to detail how could mm. how could you mess something like that up yeah but the fear of water did lead to the great last the final line of the film where they're both just swimming away on the remains of the ship and he's like Oh, I thought you had a fear of water. Like, what happened to your fear of water? And he, he, he goes, oh, I don't even remember what scared me about it in the first place, or whatever the line was. Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, I guess it's all. I guess it's all for that. I just feel like they could have put a moment, a little bit more time when he's stressed about yeah. getting on the boat. So I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm being, I'm being overly pedantic with it. I just found it really odd because they make yeah. such a big thing of his fear of water and then i guess you're meant to kind of take away it just had lots of unanswered questions which i think some films do to make to like create intrigue Mm. and sometimes that annoys me because i'm like if you just shoved it in and it doesn't actually have a consequence and it's just to create intrigue it feels like false intrigue so when movies do it it kind of pisses me off but and also i just like i'm like answer them then yeah go go on like and i know you're supposed to question them and maybe the answer is meant to be obvious maybe i'm being a fool but i feel like is he has he previously been attacked by a shark because he's got the scars he's got the fear of water he's all like looking at his like oh look at my he there's a like a little moment when he's looking at the books and yeah. he looks at the scars of people who've had shark attacks and they're all like there's one where their torsos all like and I just feel like you know there's something about yeah, the movie I mean, that's see, meant see, to I, make I, you feel some kind of way at I that like, moment I like stuff like that I, mean, I know you don't I think that's something that we've always disagreed in in films but I, I like that kind of subtext where you can read things into that because I think it makes I think it elevates things to something a bit more interesting because you know like that is that is how some people are in real life. They are. They do have things that they kind of hide from other people. You know, for example, in that scene of the boat, that would have been a, a situation where he could have shared that information about his scars, but chose not to. And that that is something that does happen in real life. No, and, totally. Right. And, and I think it's one of those things where you know when you pick up on those things, it does. You know, it lets your imagination fill in the gaps, which is quite a good thing. You know, I think it's good yeah. when films let you your imagination do some of the work. I mean, partic- I mean, not that this is we're not not that we're talking about this in a horror context, but particularly in horror films, like you know, the reason why not showing the shark works quite well is because you fill in, yeah, you know, mentally you no. fill in the gaps, and I think that that works, you know, in all different dramatic right. elements. I think it's hard for me to put my finger on exactly what irritates me about it because some because in general I do I with what you're saying I completely agree. Mm. I think I'm sometimes too conscious in movies of how directed they're being, or I don't want to be so. And when I think when I when something makes me realise like direction, yeah. it makes me kind of go, oh, I'm I'm not a fly on the wall. 
I'm a targeted audience. Mm. So, for instance, you're totally right. People, some characters were like, yeah, I'll get my scars out. I'll tell you my traumatic story. And other people are way more reserved. And I know it has to be different from in real life to make it work on on a movie. But unfortunately, these things annoy me. And those people don't get the scar out just to show themselves and the audience. You know, they're not like, that makes you a third person in the room, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. rather than a fly on the wall. Yeah, that's true. Um, they just they just know. Now, I know we can't read their thoughts, but I just feel there's maybe ways to get a, get around it, you know? Yeah. Um, like, for instance, when he's looking at the pictures and you're seeing the scars of the torso, uh, the scars on the torso from someone who'd had a shark attack, there was something, and I can't tell you what it was, but there was something about the music, just maybe they just lingered on that page mm. for a second longer, that made that stick in my head and made me go, oh, interesting. He is, he's feeling some kind of way about those scars, about those scenes of people who've had shark attacks more than just the other pictures of sharks yeah. doing stuff. Um, whilst, yeah, the one in the in the boat was mm. much more like, I have a scar, everyone. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you why. Yeah, and I think that. I mean, I think that book is quite has do, does quite a lot of the kind of legwork expositionally for the film in a way that I, I thought worked quite well. And it's because it's kind of become a bit of an annoying trope, particularly in horror films, where they find information from books and things like that 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 move the story along. But like that's they do how it. people do it. I mean, now but, it would be a phone, but like, yeah, that's but not th- an annoying movie I, trope. I, I, that's I, just life. I think they do it quite well in the film where it's not just like he's not just reading this book out loud and it gives you information like there's stuff that's quite subtle like he'll flick through the pages and at one point there, there was a picture of a shark with the the air tank in its mouth which they then use at the end of the film to blow the shark up and just stuff like that that Didn't is just even like realize that all, but yeah like it kind of did and i mean like as in like we said earlier where the mum's reading it and um she sees the thing about the shark but like kind of breaking the ship down and that obviously ties into the end where the shark is ramming the ship and like yeah. bites it open and that kind of thing and it's just quite a good way of yeah i find it interesting because i don't know how much of it is true like the shark facts that they share in it yeah. so i'm i'm curious to know how much that was used to legitimize the kind of movie the stuff that yeah was like i'm like i have no idea how good sharks are at actually butting their way into boats maybe they are and the movie made like yeah i mean i think they suggest it. that the shark is larger than the average great white they do shark. it's a great white it's like i think they're like you know would be like almost record-breaking great white if they caught it they do talk about that um but they just they share a couple facts in it mm. that maybe they are facts i'm not accusing the film of lying <laughs> either way i think it's interesting they either used it to make a universe which with which this story works yeah. or they used it to tell us things that seem ridiculous but are actually true just so that we know that this isn't as ridiculous as it might seem so for instance when they because something that i did pick up on i was like this is a massive shark and it's attacking people in like basically no water yeah um but they actually say someone says in it i can't remember who probably um the chief because he's been doing all the research he's like oh you know sharks usually attack in three surely not feet of water because that's nothing it must be three meters of water um 
So I was like, okay. So they 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 know that that's fairly unbelievable, and they've legitimized that, which yeah. I liked actually. Yeah, it's creating its own rules to play yeah. in, I guess, which is good. And it might be true. Might so they're maybe I, not. I, I know but, nothing. About but either answer. way, it legitimizes it, and yeah. I, so I actually have no issue if it's true or if it's not true. Yeah. Um, but I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. That kind of stuff. Sharks are scary. I see, I see why sharks got a bad rap. Yeah. And it ruined going in the water for people. Yeah, well, I mean, in some ways, it also helped sharks in the sense that I think that's what led to that kind of trend of like shark week national geographic kind of documentaries and like your kind of infatuation with sharks yeah yeah um but yeah i mean i think it's also what i don't hear so many people say like yes it definitely ruins uh swimming in the sea not heard anyone mention that it definitely ruins uh cave diving not cave diving that's the wrong word uh when you go down in the scuba diving no not that either not tank Oh, cage. What, in the cage, cage, yeah, in the not cage. cage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. One letter wrong. Oh yeah, Ca- was... cage diving. That was a great scene. Yeah, I, yeah, because I'm like I could see myself. It's something I might even be interested in. Like I love scuba diving, and I think I, I could have made. Maybe I could have done cage diving before, not but this anymore. is not this. Yeah, this did not sell it as very safe, yeah. which I'm sure isn't true. But um, well, I'm not sure isn't true. But yeah, no one talks about that bit. Everyone's like, oh, don't get in the water. I'm like, don't even get in a cage. Yeah, so has it, even after 50 years, has it somewhat succeeded in making you more trepidatious about getting into the water? Yeah, just because, I mean, I'm in, uh, incredibly good at not thinking about this, uh, the gross bits of things that I do. So I wasn't thinking about sharks usually. Yeah. Well, maybe in very deep water I was, but certainly yeah. not at the beach. No, yeah. And I guess in the UK, it's not as much of a threat but you know yeah I mean. but i swim in the sea in malta and oh. a great white has been found off the shore of dingley That's really one of a very large one apparently like nowhere near like where anyone was swimming yeah. and like one ever um but yeah jaws five we can film it in malta, be set yeah. in malta yeah yeah so i mean it's good that it still holds up I think after all this time, and I guess I get because it is so story based that helps with that as well. I think if it, if it was just, you know, a kind of slasher film with a shark, then it probably wouldn't have held up as much. Yeah. Um, and now there are, you know, there's plenty of films like that, you know, shark based horror films that have not come anywhere close to getting to Jaws' level. Yeah, but, but I think the characters is actually what makes it not not feel dated. Like, yeah. As I said at the start, I'm they they were really well done and what and i've said well balanced loads of time but like they were like kind of stereotypy without being too much you know Mm. they filled their character requirements but without being but without being a stereotype i guess is what i would say yeah her and uh, the the wife and the college boy especially and just like that i found actually quite funny like such an odd movie yeah, yeah, was it was. still doing that, you know, that piss take between the like gritty worker and the like soft schoolboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found yeah. the interactions really funny. Yeah, oh, it was good. It was yeah, it was yeah, definitely funnier than I remember it being. Yeah. So the scenes where you are seeing from Jaws' eyes, view, yeah. yeah. And it's all underneath the swimmers. So I don't know, maybe it isn't meant to be from the shark's eyes. But if it is, 
those swimmers would have noticed that shot. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I'm like, and also... Yeah, they get very. He gets very close into very densely populated waters, so someone would have noticed the massive shark. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm very conscious of everything. Believe me. But I don't. I don't think how murky is this water. I don't think those shots are always meant to be the no. shark. Because obviously, the scene where they do that, where the kids are there pretending to be the shark, so that kind of yeah, that's true. That isn't. I think it's more just. Uh, yeah, but which is used well. To yeah. be fair. Oh, the first attack. Yeah, the, what the, uh, the the opening of the film. Yeah, like great, and I like I really I as I said I was surprised by how quickly it got into it, and yeah. I respected it. Yeah. I thought that was really good, um, but it was immediately like ah, this is a little silly <laughs> because of the way she was she, is she like, was being moved. Right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. and I was like, imagine what this looks like underneath the water. Like, what is the shark doing? Yeah, no, she gets she gets kind of seemingly dragged quite a long distance whilst like yeah, yeah the, like, the, the like, bodily movements were a little bit it's like yeah. a, and like a rodeo bull. Yeah, like, no, not, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the shark must have been like on its tail, like doing the hula hoop with its yeah, head. Yeah, it's bizarre. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And they did kind of take take me out of it, like the animatronic shark and the rodeo girl, but um, not so much that it had like an actual like mm. I ve- it very quickly was back into it. Yeah, yeah. Like I did like it a lot more than I thought. Again, I maybe had not super high expectations, and mm. I seems to be the main thing. Yeah. Oh, another small question, like mm. the why did they say two deaths? Why no whistles? So when they're all getting. <laughs> I, it doesn't ever explain that what I, unless I missed a piece of research in a book where it's like whistles send sharks into a frenzy, like they're all when the shark is spotted, yeah, and they're trying to get everyone back onto the beach, and the people are whistling. The lifeguards start blurring whistles. Chief guy is like, no whistles. Why? I don't know. I mean, maybe I get. I'm, I don't know why I'm asking you. Yeah, you exactly. I'm, I mentioned that there might be some shark fact that. Do, yeah, do they not? Do they not say that it sends them into a frenzy? Is that not something that they? I, mean, I might, I might have just missed it. At some point, a character mentions that something turns sharks into a frenzy. Like maybe high pitched noises or something. Yeah, so maybe it, maybe it is. It's probably know. that then. Um, yeah, so that'll be why. But yeah, and obviously that beach scene had the iconic Jaws shot on it, where the, you know, where the background kind of zooms in, but his face zooms out or whatever, you know, like the. You yeah, know. which I thought. Uh, so uh, you you didn't mention, but we watched. Oh no, you did mention. We watched it in three D. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that, uh, yeah, I think it worked worked really well. The three D in general, actually. Yeah, I I normally hate three D, and neither of us has seen a three D film for years. But I don't uh, know if it's improved. Or... I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's improved. But it was, you know, it was fun to see. I mean, we didn't have any choice. We didn't have any option to see it in two D. We had to see it in three D. So we thought, why not? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it was fine. I like, think it was good. Yeah, I yeah. think it worked well. Um, I actually think it probably added to it. In some ways, yeah. That I mean, scene, I felt it in, like yeah. because it's got that pullback and yeah, pull yeah, exactly. Bit. Yeah, I mean that scene, yeah, I was grateful, but um, yeah, it was definitely better. I had quite low expectations for the three D, and that yeah. ended up being okay. I thought so. Um, but yeah, have you, have you got anything else? To... No, that's my list of notes. I've, I've, I've mentioned everything. So that's Jaws. Glad you glad you liked it. Um, I thought you would. Looking at your reaction in the cinema. You seem to be like tense and stuff at all the right moments. It seemed like it was working on you. So. Oh, it fully was. But I'm very easily affected. Yeah. Well, good. Jaws, 50th anniversary. Your first time watching it. 
um, positive reviews all around. Obviously, I mean, it's Jaws. Who expects anything different, really? Um, but yeah, nice.